Okay, my name's Todd Ross. I'm the Managing Director of Nordic Nickel. Um, we are listed on the ASX and started trading on the 1st of June this year. We have two highly uh, prospective projects in uh, Central Lapland Greenstone Belt, and we'll be exploring um, getting started with drilling in January. Todd. Good to have you on board. Thanks for having me. Well, you're here in London. You're talking to lots of. In fact, you've been on the road a while. Huh? I have. <laughs> yeah, it's just, <laughs> just too long. Yeah, yeah. It's tiring. Right. People. It's it more, more tiring than people realise. Yeah. But, you know, you're meeting a new, new people, new investors. So that's all kind of get relative new story. So you set out to do what? So um, look, this is the first opportunity we've had to get out on the road and meet investors. Um, having two projects in Northern Finland, it's very important for us that we get our story out to the market in Europe in particular. Um, so I set out to really make some initial contacts um, to get the opportunity to present directly to investors. Um, and we've had a, a fantastic time over the last couple of weeks doing that. Right. We're talking nickel today, mm -hmm. broadly. Yep. Nickel. Um, Northern Finland, I think most people sort of, you know, point to gold up there. There's mm. a few big successes going on up there. How did you pick up the asset, first of all? So the assets we picked up from a company called Magnus Minerals, and they are a geological services business in Northern Finland, or in Finland. Um, they are also a project incubator and generator. They've right. had this asset for a while, um, but it was previously explored by uh, Udukumpu, so the state-owned yeah. Finnish mining company. Um, and they had, in fact, made a discovery on that asset back in the 80s when they were drilling previously. But it sat there unloved in an area of the central mm. plan greenstone belt, relatively untouched for a number of years. And we managed to pick it up through a deal with Magnus. And, and what did that deal look like? What's the structure? So the, the deal was um, originally was to be an incubated um, project, spent a couple of years with some seed capital before listing. We got access to all the drill core, um, re-logged all of that and realized that the discovery had already been made, some massive sulfides that exist already. Um, and so we did a deal, we ripped up the first deal, we did a new deal with, um, with Magnus. We now own the project 100%. So they effectively ended that project in, and they became a major shareholder of uh, of Nordic Nickel. Right. It sounds like we need to understand the data which you've reinterpreted. Okay. Yes. So it's better better than you had hopes or or, or thought. What did you find? So we expected there would be near-surface disseminated nickel mineralization. Mm -hmm. We found that tick. Um, what we what we knew there was some wide intersections of relatively uh, low-grade nickel mineralization there. Um, what we didn't know existed was massive sulfides um, right. and some intersections that were encountered when we re-logged uh, that drill core that um, gave us some really good indications that there's potentially this accumulation of um, massive sulfides at depth, Sakati-style analogue, and that's really what we're chasing. Okay, so, and give, give people a sort of picture of what that looks like, because we talk each week about nickel projects from all around the world, and you know, some people are a little bit more comfortable with lower grade and others like to see you know, grades much higher. So yeah. what, what's yours look like? So we have both near surface and we have the massive sulfides at depth. Right. So the near surface is really what the central Lapland greenstone belt has historically been known for. Um, the, the likes of the Kavitsa open pit operation, which is a very large, you know, 304 million tonne, 0.21% um, nickel operation with copper and, and um, PGE credits. That's owned by Boliden, um, previously was First Quantum. That's what everyone understood the central Lapland greenstone belt to typically host. When Anglo-American discovered the Sakati deposit that was using modern geophysics, hasn't really been applied uh, throughout the whole central Lapland greenstone belt. It's using downhole EM and, and fixed loop EM. Um, they use that to trace some of those downhole targets and then follow them at depth and drill it out. And Sakati then uh, was discovered through Anglo-American using those methods. Um, 
Because we've already got massive sulfides intersected in the near surface mineralization, that's given us a really good indication that there's some accumulation of massive sulfides at depth. Which is great. Um, people automatically go to those sorts of projects require big balance sheets mm. and, you know, as an as a explorer, market cap, we're, we're 25, 30, 25, that sort of level, right? Yep. Depending on the day of, time of day. Yeah. You're, um, you know, you've got to kind of go through the phases here. So to go through the phases, you need to kind of keep delivering good news stories into market, right? And Absolutely. raise a higher price. That's the theory, That's right. right? Yeah, exactly. Tough market. Yep. You chose to list this year, why? <laughs> well, we listed, timing was great, actually. I mean, when, when we listed, the, the market was still pretty buoyant. Um, we lodged the prospectus in April. We started trading the 1st of June. Um, we, we raised 12 million through that, that IPO, which was fantastic. We still have plenty of cash in the, in the bank. That funding that we have will last us for the first two years of our exploration okay. program um, on our base case. I mean, if we can get another rig out there and, and start exploring sooner and have two rigs, um, then we'll do that and we'll probably churn through. So you could convert that into um, metres, we understand the dollar term, but how, how many metres and what sort of depths are we drilling? Yeah, so we, we're looking at drilling 22,000 metres over the next 14 months. Okay. Um, and then potentially a little bit longer than that. But uh, that, that's the, the start, the base case. It's kind of interesting. Actually, when we look at um, nickel companies in, in Canada, whether it be you know, Timmins type, type thing, they don't need to drill too many holes to be able to kind of put out seemingly very large numbers yeah. <laughs> on what, the, what they think that they've got there. So you, what, what sort of models will you be employing? You know, obviously, Finland... Yeah. You know, big mining jurisdiction, and there's some you know um, comps there that you can go. Mm. Would you look to Canada? What, what are you looking to in terms of the way you build this out? Yeah. So look, first of all, um, perhaps maybe taking a step back, we've got 240 square kilometres of of grounds in our area mm. in the Pulu project, and we've got the two projects, but our focus is on the Pulu project. Um, of that 240 square kilometres, five square kilometres is where there was the historical drilling done by Otokumpu. Right. So there was 10,000 metres already drilled. Right. There. Okay. Mm. Um, there's another 5,000 metres of drilling done by GTK, the Geolo Geological Survey of Finland, and we've got the benefit of those data points from that 15,000 metres of drilling that's already been done. Mm -hmm. As a newly listed company, that's a fantastic starting point. Mm -hmm. um, we could easily drill out the gravity lows, which is where typically the, the nickel has been found near surface, the, mm -hmm. the disseminated nickel. And build out a resource. We put out a maiden resource in the first six weeks of listing, 133 million tonnes for 278,000 tonnes of nickel. So we already have that. We know that's a starting point. Um, what we will be doing is testing the base of this cumulate layer to really look at where the accumulations of the, the massive sulphides at depth have occurred. And we're only focused on our five square kilometre area for now. So it's a very big belt, potentially district scale, um, but it's a small area that we're starting with because as you just pointed out, you know, we need to target in on what we think is where, gonna, where there's going to be the most value created early on. And that expiration license that, that we have is only 2% or so of our, our land holding. Right. We've got heaps of EM targets already because we can get in and do downhole EM already on those historical holes. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit about the team in country, who's doing what? Yeah, yeah. Look, we've, we're, we're very fortunate in that through the deal that we did with Magnus Minerals, um, they're one of the best geological services business in Finland. Um, they're very active in the central Lapland Greenstone Belt. They've got joint ventures with all the majors around Finland. They're our team in Finland. So our head of exploration in Finland is the head of Magnus Minerals Exploration as well, and he's dedicated to our project. Um, his, um, his partner, his wife, is also a geologist and part of the team, and then the geophysicist that works for Magnus Minerals is also on our team as well now. So we have 
excellent in-country team. We also have the ability to bring in other expertise from that business, from Magnus Minerals. We've also employed our own um, geological team for Nordic Nickel. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of Lachlan Rutherford, who's a, a geologist um, based in Australia. And then we've also employed recently um, Julian Hanna, who's previously managing director of Mod Resources and Western Areas, very highly regarded nickel exploration geologist. Um, he worked in Finland for years when he did a joint venture with Udukumpu um, uh, back in the day as well. So we've got a really good team of people who understand nickel exploration, but also specifically. Right, so very, very technical on the ground team. Your, your background's banking? Uh, my background's banking. Did you put this deal together? No, so I came in after the deal, original deal had been put together. Um, the company that put the, the deal together, there's a private equity business called Starboard Global. Um, a gentleman by the name of Robert Rickson, he's on our board as well, he's executive director of Nordic Nickel. He was looking for battery metals assets globally and he got introduced to the Magnus team um, and they originally put together that transaction where um, they put it in as a seed capital initially and then decided to rip that up and, and float the yeah. company. I got approached at that time um, and then worked with them on getting the IPO away. Right, and so your, your role is what? I mean, are you doing anything else? For, are you working on any other companies? No, so my, my sole focus is on um, Nordic Nickel. I'm the managing director. Um, my responsibility is really bringing the story to market um, yeah. and also uh, effectively bringing all the projects, management skills and bringing the team together so that we can have a, um, you know, a discovery in Finland. Well, mm. you think you've got one, don't you? We've already got a starting point, so um, starting point. De definitely, um, you know, the resource that we've got is certainly getting lots of interest already. Yeah. Um, you know, if you draw a line in the sand and say 278,000 tonnes of nickel units already um, on a belt that is, you know, district scale, mm. um, and we're only talking about 2% of our, our overall area that we're focused on at the moment, we know we've, we've already got a lot of value just in that alone. Um, the EM conductors that we have are showing up lots of really interesting conductors at depth, and that's where we'll be drilling. Well, the name of the game for exploration, quite frankly, is survival, number mm. one, right? In a market like this. Yep. Um, the nickel markets, it's had, it had a good run last year, well, apart from the po positive blip, we'll call it, with the LME incident. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it seems, the price seems to be moving, but the equities don't seem to be moving, yeah. I think, right? So it, it makes a kind of diff difficult kind of conversation for you because there's, I suspect, a lot of nickel stories will be coming to market at the same time, mm. trying to differentiate themselves. Clearly, the Finland component gives you something unique because yep. not too many of those uh, stories out there. How, how, how do you take advantage of that? How do you take advantage of the fact that you're, you know, where you are? Mm. How do you get support from in-country? How do you get support from institutions in Europe? Because there's a European ecosystem forming it, mm. it seems, as an Aussie, Aussie play. Yeah, look, I mean, part of it is why we're here at the moment is obviously getting our story out there. It's the first opportunity we've had to do that. Um, look, the, the thematic of nickel, as we know, is is incredibly strong. Um, you, you know, I think the, the latest forecast from Wood Mackenzie's is going to be a huge demand, you know, by 20 40 is more demand for nickel, class one nickel sulfides than there was in the entire market in 2020, for mm -hmm. example. Um, I think that's a pretty conservative estimate given the wave of infrastructure that's been put in place with the gigafactories being developed in Europe in particular. Mm -hmm. The big advantage that we have is the fact that in Finland, um, well, Europe's entire smelting and um, refining capacity for nickel exists in Finland and Norway only. That's it. There's nothing mm -hmm. more outside of those two countries. 
Um, we know that down the road from us is the Kvitsa mine, which is operating at a low grades, um, you know, head grade. They have the benefit of the fact that they've got the smelter in, in Finland as well. They sell it directly to the, into their own smelter and then they're refining it and selling it into the EV, EV market. Right. We have that value chain already exist, existing for us, which is a big advantage. How are we going to tap into the investor market? I think it's getting that story out there. Australian investors are used to hearing the stories around you know, high-grade massive sulphides, Cambelda exactly. style ore bodies, that sort of thing. Gets a bit of excitement, but the mine life is generally fairly short. Yeah. We have a district scale project here that is getting the attention from the majors. Um, you know, if, we, if we're onto this project as big as we think we are, um, then we're certainly going to be here for a long time. And it's the sort of thing of scale that the majors want to see. You see, what interests me is that, like, how, you, how you play something like that. Because you, the, the infrastructure that you described, we're getting to the meat of the conversation yeah. now, which is a yeah. bit I like, the, the business planning sort of things, where you're saying, right, that, that ecosystem um, exists today. Mm. It gives me an idea as an investor as to how you're going to play this yourselves there's no point in you saying we're going to get a two billion bucks on our, on our balance sheet to build this thing we don't, you don't yeah. need to do that right but what the canadians have done which seems seemingly quite good is that the the, the drilling builds the tonnage which makes it interesting for if i'm if i quote like canada nickel mm. or giga metals and they've got the you know japanese involved now putting equity or the koreans coming putting equity into these companies and it just getting the right the partners onto your um, books on having either equity holders mm. or offtake partners or whatever, that is how you survive. Mm. So I'm intrigued as to, because you're right, the Aussies look at the super high grade stuff around and they go, oh, that is the model for nickel. But mm. it's, not. it's not. The Canadians are building up these, you know, huge tonnage, mm. multi-decade, multi-generational um, projects. And so that's more in line with what you're going to be trying uh, absolutely, to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That is exactly what needs to happen and what we're focused on because right. the, you're not going to fill a gap in a market of just, you know, 30,000 tonnes of nickel. You know, you get, you're going to be delivering into a market where they, they need hundreds of thousands of tonnes of nickel on an annual basis mm. to be able to supply them for their needs to get to the energy transition. With an already existing infrastructure. With already existing infrastructure. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, look, as a first run, mm. thank you very much for bringing the story to our thank attention. Thank you very much. Yep. Good luck the rest of the week. Yep. Thank and, you. And next week, it sounds like for yes. you're still, <laughs> still on the road. <laughs> yep. And when you eventually get home, give, give us a call. Let's uh, keep us up to date with how things are getting on. Absolutely. Okay? We'll do. Yeah. Thanks, thanks very much. Bye. Yeah. Cheers.